0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. My name is Carissa Suzanne, if you have not been here before, um, and this is the NCAA podcast. So today I have a case for you guys that kind of goes hand-in-hand with another one, or at least investigators believe they could go hand-in-hand. So I want to cover them together, and so the next one will be up in just a few days. But today I'm covering the disappearance of Lauren Spear, Lauren was born on January 17th of 1991 to Charlene and Robert Spear. Lauren, from everything that i found, everybody loved this girl. She was apparently very sweet. Uh, She was super, super nice to everyone. She was very kind-hearted. She had lots of friends. And she was super, super gorgeous, you guys. She was like 5 foot and roughly 90 pounds, blonde hair, blue eyes, very petite, and she grew up in... The Jewish community and she was very active in it and so sometimes when kids go off to college the parents don't fully understand what the kids could be potentially getting into now obviously this doesn't happen with everyone but a lot of times kids drink and party and experiment with drugs a little bit when they get into college and that's kind of what happened here so we're gonna jump right into the night that she disappeared Another thing I want to note here that I didn't mention just earlier is that she had a boyfriend named Jesse Wolf, and they had been dating since they were in high school. They were still together, and for some reason, she was hanging out with three guys the night she disappeared, but he was not one of them. So he was not present at the time she disappeared, and I just want to make that um, known because I think that's extremely odd. Uh, the three men that she was with the night that she disappeared were Corey Rossman, Jason Rosenbaum, and Michael Beck. Um Around 12.30 a.m. on June 3rd, 2011, Lauren and Jason met up at Jason's apartment for some pre-gaming. And Jason was the only mutual friend of the three, of her and Jesse. so her and her boyfriend. Jason was a mutual friend of them. The other two, Lauren did not know. They were pre-gaming at Jason's apartment, and then Corey showed up. There's no telling to how much she drank or exactly what she did. But one thing we do know is that Corey and Lauren left together um, around 1.46 a.m. and then they arrived at the Kilroy's Bar. So that was like a very popular bar in the little college town in Bloomington, Indiana. So they they were at the bar, then they eventually end up leaving around 2.27 a.m. and they head back towards Lauren's apartment, which were the Smallwood Apartments. While they're on their way to Lauren's apartment, they came into contact with these two guys that got very frustrated because they were saying that Corey was mishandling her. And so since these guys didn't like the way that he was handling Lauren, it ended up resulting in a physical altercation, and that resulted in Lauren and Corey heading back to Corey's apartment instead, Apartment, which were the small wood apartments. Corey said that he had to pick her up and carry her. And we do have a video. Um, Lauren was seen on surveillance video stumbling and falling like a ton of times before before Corey actually like, just picked her up and carried her. So they walked through an alleyway to get to his apartment. And at some point, Lauren dropped her ID and her keys. They arrive at Corey's apartment, and this is where Mike Beth comes into the picture. So Mike Beth was Corey's roommate. Mike states that he um, kind of got Lauren handed off to him. Like, Corey came in and handed Lauren off to um, Mike himself so he could go and throw up. And then he kind of just left Lauren with him for the rest of the time. Go vomit. So Mike states that he tried to put her on the couch so she could sleep it off, but she insisted that she wanted to go back to her own apartment instead. So... Mike had called Jason to come back over to um, his and Corey's apartment so that he could take care of Lauren but she really just wanted to go home to her own apartment so at some point Jason did go to Mike's to grab Lauren but he says that he let her walk home on her own around 4:30 a.m. and that was the last time that anyone had seen her so guys really quickly if you have a five foot 90 pound girl that's heavily intoxicated who in the right mind is going to let her walk home completely on her own so i think that jesse was the one he i couldn't clarify this so i'm not sure if he called her parents first or uh he's the one that called the police himself but either way the police got called and she was reported missing um they questioned all of the boys and Mike was ruled out fairly, fairly fairly quickly, but Corey and Jason didn't get ruled out until about a year after her disappearance. They did admit to doing drugs that night with her as well as getting heavily intoxicated, but they said that that is all it was. Um, Lauren had a heart condition, you guys, and so a lot of theories are based around the fact that she could have overdosed and then the boys freaked out and disposed of her body. Now, I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but... I just don't think that's the most likely. I think that if it happened, the boys would have called the cops because at the time they were all in their very early 20s, like twenty, like 21, 22. So I think that they would have freaked out, but I still think they would have called the cops. Now, who knows? That could have very well been what happened, but I don't think that's the most likely. Um, Okay, and then there's another theory, and so this is where it kind of ties in to the other case. I know that this case went pretty quickly because there's not a ton of information. Um, but the other theory is that there's there's a woman by the name of Hannah Wilson, and I believe that she was around the same age. She was like 22, I believe, when she went well when she went missing, but then she was murdered she disappeared at the Kilroy's bar, but she worked there instead. So she wasn't there like drinking. She was working and she had gotten off of her shift that night. She got into an Uber or a taxi to take her home. And from what we know after that, she got home and she made it into her house. But for some reason she went back outside and she ended up murdered after that. So now that the case is solved we do know what happened and it was a man by the name of Daniel Messel he kidnapped her um, and he was convicted of her kidnap her rape and her murder but basically he's he uh, Hannah was in a like an Uber or a taxi and she got to her house and we don't know if like maybe she left her ID in the Uber so she went back to get it or if she like, I don't know, maybe she just had to go back outside or or something like that. But something happened to where she went back outside or he just came inside her house. But either way, he got a hold of her and then he raped her and then he murdered her. And so investigators think that because of Lauren's, um, because of Lauren's, uh, like, situation, like how she disappeared. They think that it could be linked, but it's never been proven. And then there was also a white truck that was driving around that night um, where Lauren disappeared. And I didn't see who was driving the truck, but whoever it was was questioned and it was ruled out. So that's not really a theory. So just the the really, the theories here are that Daniel Messel did it or Corey, Jason, Michael, Jesse did it, you know, the boyfriend, one of the friends or The other theory is that maybe she just overdosed um, from experimenting or something happened with her heart from her condition. So those are kind of just like the theories, and this is kind of the entire case. But she's been missing for the past eight years now, you guys. And while I was researching this case, I checked out her Facebook page, and it really just breaks my heart to read what her mother has to post on there. Um, all her mom talks about on there is how she just wants answers and she doesn't care in which way they come she just wants to know with what what happened she can live with that and so i think it's extremely important to get this case out into the public and so i wanted to do um a podcast on it so let me know what you guys think um i do believe that the case will be solved if the right people see it but thank you for listening today and let me know what you guys think